Welcome to the Waking Up to Money podcast. It's called Waking Up to Money because of its double meaning. Uh, we record these podcasts every Wednesday morning when we think most people are waking up. And what we talk about is the idea of waking up to your relationship to money and how that impacts how you do pricing in your business. So we believe that if you can shift that relationship, you can price your products and services in a way that positively impacts your business and the lives of your clients. We record these podcasts live so that we can invite guests to ask questions too. This means you'll hear about challenges and situations from people like you, and we ground the ideas and tactics we share in real-world situations. We hope you'll find these episodes a valuable resource as you try to work out what it means to price more powerfully and confidently. Our hope is by sharing these ideas, we'll stop you getting in your own way of making the money and impact that you want to make in your business. Enjoy. Because that's sort of what a lot of all of this is about. People take time yeah. to acquire the knowledge and then they share the knowledge. Yes. I'm, um, I'm actually on a subscriber of Blinkist. Blinkist? Subscriber to Blinkist. No, Blinkist. what's that? Blinkist. Anyone watching now, please type in the chat whether you have heard of Blinkist. Um, when can you miss it? So my dad used to have these books. I remember he had loads of these books called Bluffer's Guide, Bluffer's Guide to Wine, Bluffer's Guide to Selling, Bluffer's Guide, all these things. Uh, and I, I think that's my simplest way to put it. It's like it's basically books condensed to 15 minutes of reading or listening. So they right, just summarize okay. the elements of the book for you. And mm -hmm. you just, you just, yeah. It's like the way I was looking at it, like, yeah, if I want to go to a dinner party, I sound intelligent and I haven't read a book. <laughs> Go to Blinkist. <laughs> minutes, listen to it. Boom. I can't read. You know, I can't listen. <laughs> um, but yes, with Soul of Money, um, I've never read the book. You can mm -hmm. tell me all about it. And yeah. everyone else can read about it too. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for joining us this morning on another episode of Waking Up to Money. Uh, please say hello in the chat. Um, maybe share what's the weather like with you today because uh, at the moment here in Brighton it's grey it's a bit grim and grey uh, and so um love to hear anyone who's got sun in their life because I think that I, I need that we I'm all do floating. that's the logo <laughs> it is <laughs> it is it's and actually, not even a podcast it's sunshine oh Carlos has left that's how good it was yeah, I had to run away because I was just thinking, like, we I, I, we recently changed the logo for the podcast on Waking Up to Money, and I was wondering why it felt so familiar and really just, like, felt right. And then I found, I remember this mug for Day of Nothing. I don't know if you can see it. It's just basically the same thing, but sideways. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it was Lawrence's inspiration that sublimely imp impacted me. Well, you know what they say, there's no new ideas. Just old ideas reused. Great artists steal. That's what I. That's what I've learned. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so we have uh, Stephen has sunshine in his head, though it's, though it's raining Good. on the oysters. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to. Is that way? Of, is that was on a That's the wrong way. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, Lawrence is caught on now. He's coming. He's coming at me with his, his uh, copyright lawyers. <laughs> um, 
It's all about the branding, Lawrence. We're trying to keep, keep it consistent. Oh, Alex, uh, rainy and drippy in and wet in Norfolk. Okay. Oh, everyone's got grey weather. Uh, grey in Birmingham as well with Mark. Oh, we need someone who's like in, in Peru or actually in a Peru is Pratt called. Paddington. Um, <laughs> Aunt Lucy. Marmalade, marmalade sandwiches. <laughs> okay. No one's interested in our weather talk and marmalade sandwich talk and padding, little small bear talk. Um, <laughs> how are you this morning, Ben? Do you want to share? I'm good. I'm good today. Uh, I can't sort of bang on about the back to school nature of the week anymore because particularly for lots of people that is not relevant, but I'm going to say anyway, we're obviously in back to school week now. I did the school run yesterday, which was a good day. And then I calculated on the way back from school, which is clearly a waste of time, that the kids have been in school for 70 days in the last year. Uh, and so I think the great reveal from this time is going to be that school is totally useless other than for social purposes. But anyway, an unrelated um, I will get back to you in about 22 years' time to, see, <laughs> <laughs> to report back on, on the, the, the status of employment of my children. <laughs> Let's see whether that's actually had a, yeah, if we can trace that back. But yeah, no, it's, it's interesting um, because uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do online if you've got access to the right technology. And and, yeah. uh, and like we found with, I was just going to actually relating it back to the stuff that we do, whether, you know, whether it's a pricing program or we do 2020 vision is not the content is that engagement, the bouncing of ideas, the clarity you get by just expressing what's going through your head with other people. Um, there's a lot in that and it isn't just sitting there listening to someone tell you to write something down or something like that. Yeah, and I guess it's it's like it's what you're then exposed to, isn't it? Like um because the kids have been around, so they kind of do things like kind of may have been on our conversation last week, one of the boys kind of walking in. So they they sort of know like we're having this conversation. And I was in the car with them and uh they were talking about Carlos and I was thinking like Zach, someone in Zach's class is called Carlos. And I was thinking, why are they talking about like Carlos in his class, this Zoom conversation? And I thought, shit, they're talking about this. And uh, they basically got on and their solution was chocolate money, basically. That's where they were going to. Pricing was chocolate money. Chocolate money. Well, it is. At least it has inherent value rather than yeah. just pieces of paper or pieces of metal. There is something you can do with it. Uh, Oh yeah, I, I, I just I've got this impression now that um, Carlos is the person that stops Daddy from fixing stuff downstairs on TV. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah, definitely. He, Carlos is some kind of spanner in the works. Yeah, so like he's taking Daddy away, especially in the mornings when we need to show him something with Simon Cowell or something. I don't know what it was. It was Simon Cowell on Horrible Histories. Important stuff. Oh, important stuff. <laughs> Back to important stuff. Yes. Um, we'd love to hear from anyone here if they, they around this question about what your customers are actually buying. Uh, and maybe a, a thought to, to churn around in your head is when you're thinking about your thing and the stuff that you do, what do you immediately think that they're buying? And maybe some of you are more enlightened and you'll be able to describe exactly what they're buying. But just to be honest, and you know, if there is an honest thing, ah, this is what they're buying, and this is what I always sell, we'd be um if you have a 
maybe something you want to share around that or, or, or a revelation around that, that'd be great. But uh, today we're going to talk about the, well, the title of this was the three reasons why clients buy, but essentially what, what is it that people are buying and, and what is it that people are going for? So if, and if you've read the email, which I'm sure, actually I know, uh, well, at least 35.6% of people on the mailing list <laughs> have opened the email and about 2.3% have clicked on a link. <laughs> but um, if you read the actual email, you'll uh, understand there's some other aspects around this. And uh, maybe, Ben, you want to kick us off? Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I did notice that we said it was, what does it say? Here are three reasons why clients buy. Uh, and uh, then I ignored that because I think, actually, it's not that there are kind of three reasons. And I know, so when we were when we were talking about this, and I know it may not look like we have much planning for these things, but there is some conversation which happens before we turn up on Wednesday. Um, we were sort of we we were talking about aspects of the course that might be useful to try and sort of offer to people, um, so that they could start using these things uh, in their day to day. And one of the the kind of key modules on the course is uh, I think it's titled um, I should probably know what it's titled: uh, Price the Client, Not the Job. Uh, and so that's about kind of taking focus away from the thing of what we do and understanding a little bit more about why why people are buying, um, understanding their their kind of motivations. And um, one of the other things that I kind of was thinking about this, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was he had recently bought a course, and it wasn't sort of totally clear to me what the course was for, like what what he would sort of get from doing it. And I was sort of saying to him, you know, guys, what, what you know, what what actually is it? What are you what are you going to get? And really, in the kind of conversation that followed, it was kind of clear that really what he got from it was the opportunity to spend time with the organization who were putting the course on, to spend time with the people who were putting the course on. And actually, that was what that was his motivation to buy. It was a kind of he spoke about it as kind of topping up, topping up on the ideas that they uh, that they kind of believe in. <clears throat> and so, you know, really, that sort of talks to a kind of really intangible uh, reason for buying. Um, and that actually is a big part of what we sort of talk about. You know, there are many reasons why people buy. And I think we often get sort of stuck in a thing that the or we, we kind of only look as far as, oh, the reason that people are buying is they need my coaching or they want to learn mindfulness or they need some assistance, some help with something, or they want a website, or they want some marketing support, or whatever it might be. Because of course, that's the the kind of world that, you know, that's the extent of the world that we, you know, what we spend our time in. I provide this, this is the solution that I provide, this is the thing I provide, therefore, that's the thing that they're buying. But of course, like the example with the course, you know, in, in their instance, you might have had the conversation with them, and they say, what is it we do? Oh, we do courses uh, around whatever XYZ. But of course, that same thing when you then talk to somebody who bought the course it's like well no it's like, of course i'm not interested in the course i was interested in spending time with the ideas that you talk about and you know get once you sort of look beyond the what of what we do um to the kind of why of people buy you start to kind of open up this kind of whole world of sort of motivation essentially which is actually kind of informing why people are buying the things that you do and so those those things, you know, the reasons that people buy, sometimes they're tangible and sometimes they're intangible. And sometimes there are kind of other practical aspects, too. And when we uh, talk about this on the course, we actually, um, in a sort of slightly confusing analogy, started to talk around this idea of kind of ingredients. 
And so there are many, many kind of ingredients for why people buy and the kind of task of the people who are selling. Uh, so everybody kind of listening, whatever it might be, the task of the people selling is to put the ingredients together in the right kind of way, which talks to talks to the, the kind of motivations and interests that your customers and clients have. So the thing that Carlos is sharing there is just one of the slides from um, the, the materials on the on the course. So this, you know, as you can see, we're kind of touching on this idea that there are kind of tangible reasons and there are intangible reasons. You know, tangible reasons in some contexts, and this, you know, might be if you're kind of selling to businesses, the people are buying your things, your stuff, your kind of what, because they want to grow their businesses. That might mean kind of more money for their business. They might want more customers. They might want to grow. They might want a kind of specific kind of return. They might want a kind of bigger share of the market. They might want to kind of reduce the kind of risk. Uh, but there are other things too. You know, they might want more time. They might want more ease. They might want more peace of mind. And these things start to come into the intangible. They might want, to, you know, like the first point in the intangible there, they want kind of good feelings. They want something uncomfortable to go away. Uh, and that is kind of a huge sort of motivation that, that people have across the board, really. And, you know, other reasons why people might buy, they might buy, you know, as we were talking about with the with the course, they buy to kind of spend time with the idea of you. Uh, I think this is a kind of hugely important thing why we buy lots and lots of stuff. Like we're talking about with the course, with other things, people buy because they want to spend time with the idea of you. I think, you know, I, you guys, uh, Carlos might see this differently, but I see this in lots of the, lots of the, the kind of offerings and things that you guys put on at, uh, happy startups. So, you know, there is a there is a really clear idea at the heart of what you guys do. And I think that lots of people will probably kind of buy because they it's an opportunity to spend time with, you know, yourself and Lawrence, but also with the idea of kind of happy startups. And I think this sort of motivation is a, is a kind of big, big part. And so the, the point around all of this is that it's really important to get into this. And so it's not about the kind of what, you know, somebody uh, kind of mentioned in the email this uh, this kind of reference, which I actually uh, we accidentally attributed to the wrong person, was talking about this idea that people buy only two things: they buy good feelings and they buy solutions to problems. Uh, so I accidentally attributed that to the person who founded Aldi. Uh, now that's not to say that Aldi isn't interested in good feelings and solutions, but in this instance, that quote does not belong to them. Uh, it actually comes from from somebody else called Michael Leboeuf who's just a, another sort of management thinker. But this idea that people buy good feelings and solutions, that's actually what they're interested in. And to that, we kind of add a third, actually, is that people buy, uh, they, you know, people are wanting their expectations exceeded. And that actually is a kind of hugely important part. And the thing is, if we are not exploring these things, if we don't take the time to find out what are your expectations, what is it that you're expecting of the service of the product that I'm going to provide. And actually, so if we don't take time to explore that, we can never know what those expectations are. And if we don't know what the expectations are, actually, we don't really understand what their motivations are. We don't really understand what the value of what we're doing is. And if we don't understand the value of it, we can't share in that value. And then you get all of the, the kind of complications that come with with selling things and the complication which comes with doing things because you know what might be kind of bubbling around behind the under the surface of when we're working with our clients and customers is actually a, a kind of a kind of misalignment if that's a word and this thing around expectation i think feels really kind of important to me because if we don't flush out these expectations we might find we're providing slightly subtly the wrong service 
Uh, and that's, of course, not changing that I'm doing coaching or not changing that I'm teaching them mindfulness or not changing that I'm being a virtual assistant or providing websites or whatever it might be. But what are the expectations? Because they're the things which determine the quality of the relationship, how aligned you are. And the more aligned you are, the more opportunity there is for kind of ease in that relationship and ease there will be in the kind of money exchange too. So um, for those, if you, if anyone has any questions or you have a certain situation that you'd like to sh share, maybe there's a, there's um, an experience that you have that relates to what we're talking about, please ping a message on the chat and we'd love to invite you just to, to share that perspective. Or maybe it's a situation you'd like to get our perspective on. So please feel free to do that. I think we find that really energizing. I think it also kind of grounds some of the stuff that we're talking about here. Um, I think one of the things I'm really excited about this, a this podcast webinar show thing, and also the course that I'm really getting more clear about is what you said at the that last bit alignment, where actually you feel ethical, uh, energized, uh, really wanting to sell. As, as, as opposed to thinking like, oh, I'm just kind of trying to convince someone to buy this thing, you know, this kind of manipulative aspect of it. Uh, and this ability to, or thinking about it, reframing this approach of really understanding what it is, you know, like you were saying, the expectations. What is it that this person wants to get? Where do they want to get to? What is it? Where is the value? That, how do they perceive the value? So that we can then step into that. Because one of the, well, the two scenarios here that I think about, A, you build a product and you think if value is quantity, then you start filling it with content and ideas and stuff. Uh, and then you realize or you might find out what your your customer wants is ease. <laughs> and 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 the, and actually adding more content doesn't actually create the value you want. Um, and then what that also means for you in terms of ease for your work. It's like if you're suddenly struggling and scrambling, trying to make more stuff and more and more stuff because you think that's where the value is, then what does that do to your profitability, your energy, your enthusiasm, all the stuff that um, that can affect the sustainability of your business and so and the sustainability of your impact? So there's, I find it really interesting, you know, this idea of like work, thinking, you know, what we started off as like happy pricing, how do we price our stuff well? actually starts to make if you really think more deeply about it it bleeds into how do you run the business how do you create the products who do you want who do you really want to commit to in terms of who you want to work with so um yeah i'm, I'm learning something every day when we have these conversations it's, it's fascinating yeah i mean the thing that's coming up when you were just talking there is that <clears throat> actually because i know the thing that is on the kind of label of this is is kind of money and price but actually, another way of thinking about it is, is just about happy chatting rather than happy pricing, uh, because that goes to the heart of what we're talking. You know, the kind of this thing around alignment, this thing around ease, is about the yeah the ease, how the exchange, how we exist in this kind of symbiotic way with the people who we kind of want to serve. Because I think we all know the the those clients, those situations, those projects where we are most energized is where a lot of that kind of resistance, those kind of things which are uncomfortable are kind of, you know, I'll kind of fall away. And that, you know, this is all about a kind of attitude. It's about an approach. It's about how kind of open we are to the dialogue, how, you know, how much kind of joy we bring to that that kind of conversation. And I think that's kind of a lot of what we're sort of interested in here is how you kind of bring that that joy, that ease to it. I'm kind of curious if, if anybody is kind of 
Um, what, what, you know, when we ask the question, when we, we kind of put it to put it out there for, you know, what is it that your what is it that your clients or customers are buying? Uh, I'd be kind of interested to know what people think about that. You know, what do you think people are buying? Mm. Yeah, please share in the chat. Maybe just uh, one of the things that you think your customers are buying. Uh, and if you uh, and if you're really crafty, maybe share the website where they could buy it from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, it's like what, what do you think they're buying? What, what is it that you're that they're coming to you for? And uh, for me, this also by thinking about this stuff, what comes up for me is like it, it actually starts to feed into the marketing because uh, like take it. From I'm thinking mainly from coaching level because a lot of I do coaching. Lots of people that we work with are coaches. Um, at one stage, you're kind of like maybe trying to find out who your customer is, and so there's a lot of conversations of understanding. Okay, all right, what is it they're trying to look? What are the tangibles, intangibles, practical things they're trying to get from coaching, and what kinds of people do I want to talk to? So there's this kind of gray area at the beginning at some point where you're just trying to work that out for yourself and, and by talking to lots of people. Then at some stage, I believe, you suddenly get comfortable with, actually, those are the people I want to work with. That's the kind of stuff they're looking for. And now I know what to write. <laughs> now mm. I know what to put on the website. Now I know what to maybe do on social media. Now I know what kind of topics I want to do on podcasts. Now I know what rooms I can do on Clubhouse. Mm. Um, you, you kind of – you have – you have a much more clearer idea of the conversation or the person you're talking to. But that I feel at some point it, you can't get confident with that until you've done some of this exploration and some of this kind of investigation and, and, and having conversations and really being curious, I think, because we, mm -hmm. there's this idea of like, rather than selling, how can you coach people into clarity and then through that get clear yourself? Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing which is coming up as you're talking there is this sort of this idea that I'm kind of really sort of curious what people feel is between them and earning the amounts that they want to earn or pricing the amount that they think that they're worth or, you know, or, or kind of sort of sharing in that value. What 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 is between where you are today and this point? You know, what are the things that you kind of feel like you need to sort of work through? Because I think all of that comes to bear in the pricing thing all of that comes to bear in the marketing thing uh, and the more you kind of sort of shine a light on some of these things the more useful it is right i'm gonna i'm gonna create a bit of an uncomfortable silence and i'm gonna say someone please put something in the chat <laughs> <laughs> so we can riff off of that so i'm gonna do one minute unless someone writes something we're gonna be quiet it's gonna be great for the podcast <laughs> maybe i need to tell them what to write is it, to reiterate what is it that you think your customers are buying <laughs> mark's really not liking this it's not good podcasting structure <laughs> actually mark i'd love to know what mm. people are what you think people are buying off of you? Oh, I'll put him on the spot. And Stephen. And Lawrence. <laughs> and Alex. 
Okay, mm. cool. He's he, and well, if if you're uh, courageous enough, or if you're, uh, or actually, if you want to help us out, would you be up for having a chat about that briefly? Because um, maybe that's uh, okay. Uh, yeah, cool. So he says. Uh, so Mark says right now he's uh, his customers are actually buying a hosting service, so a hosting service for their podcasts, but he's trying to help educate people into the other value he can bring. Um, so we'll see if if you if you want to come on, let us know. It'd be great. Um, and so otherwise, I'm going to have to butcher my understanding of what you're trying to do. Um, he's trying to help indie podcasters mm-hmm. essentially grow and get comfortable with podcasting and and that's my understanding and and maybe it aligns to the business uh i'm not 100 percent sure if that's how you want to pitch it mark but there is something around um consistency uh finding your style just being able to create this podcast and do it in a way that that feels i think authentic and also feels like something that you can do this ah yay uh let's get mark on board uh, I knew if I started butchering his business, he would come <laughs> he'd have no choice but to come and defend himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I'm going to get Mark to come and uh, come and uh, explain where he's at. So um, we usually go on for about half an hour, but now that Mark has said he's going to come with jump on board, um, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can. Um, we might go on a bit longer. Uh, Esme says integrity is hugely important. I'd love to hear you elaborate more on that. What that what does that mean for you? Is that in, integrity for your cu- customers' integrity or integrity for you in sales or or something else completely different? Uh, yay! Hey. Boom! <laughs> awesome! We have Mark. It's can like okay? two two crap. Yes, totally. We got, you know, you do you do a crowdcast for a whole year, and then you get Mark twice in a row. <laughs> Not the like the buses compared to a bus today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mark, go ahead. Uh, explain to us, you know, give us maybe a way you're at with this in terms of talking about what people buy off of you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, I mean. Uh, I don't think you, you're miles off from, from what you're saying. Um, I, I provide a service uh, and have done for the last what, five years uh, that helps keep people's podcasts on the air, if you like. Um, uh, I, I, I call it lifting the, them up to the high shelf of the internet um, and just taking care of that kind of stuff for them. Uh, whereas what I'd like to do additional to that is is help people with a lot of the common problems that they solve as podcasters so working in much more of the creative um areas which you know is stuff that i've done for the last 15 16 years um and it's the challenge at the moment which is not necessarily pricing based but it's it's certainly what i'm working to at the moment is trying to educate or educate might be the wrong word but trying to say to people hey listen like there's this stuff that i can help with um how can we figure out a solution by which i can help you but also um i can make a living hmm. i'm wondering ben just get my game uh, well i'm seeing one of how if we look at it from this idea of tangibles intangibles and some practical stuff i don't know mm-hmm. if there's a way to think about it that way or mm-hmm. uh, 
You go for it, Ben. What were your thoughts or any questions? Uh, well, firstly, uh, thanks, Mark, for coming on and, and sharing that. Um, I guess, Hello, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the first thing that I say, you know, actually, as you started to articulate, you know, the thing you wrote is they're actually, they're just buying, they're, you know, and you might have actually said they're just in the inverted thing is just buying a hosting service because, of course, they're not just buying a hosting service, as you just articulated there. They're buying the you know reliability that they are always heard that they are more easily found uh, all of those kind of things if you're kind of sort of taking care of that so there's a whole range of um of outcomes and benefits that they are already buying and those outcomes and benefits are their motivation to keep buying so to the point around the sort of tangible and intangible kind of references as carlos was saying there there probably are tangible things like um you know the frequency with which they are found by new listeners, for example, I don't know, I'm kind of guessing here, but the, you know, there will be tangible things that they are buying. And then there are clearly are intangible things, which is about kind of peace of mind. And I'm sure also, you know, you're saying you kind of that there is quite a lot of expertise that you are bringing, you were talking, made reference there to 15 years or so of, of kind of providing this kind of this kind of help. Therefore, there's kind of huge intangible value, there's kind of trust there's a safety, there's a reliability, there's a comfort and ease that comes from buying an expertise that somebody has, which is built over 15 years. Um, so, you know, you can start to see how it starts to kind of play out in uh, kind of tangible and intangible things. And you're kind of making the reference about whether, you know, this evolution you're on relates to kind of pricing. And in many respects, you're right, it's not that the pricing is the most important thing, but what we are talking about is actually the more you start to understand all of these things, that there is a pricing benefit. Uh, and actually, you know, pricing people get sort of stuck on, but, you know, as you kind of evolve your services and you would talk about it kind of more broadly, the value that you bring increases. Uh, and, you know, asking the kind of question of, your customers, your clients, you know, what what are your sort of expectations from podcasting? What are your expectations from me? Starts to kind of point to opportunities to innovate, opportunities to evolve your offer. And the more that you do evolve your offer, which probably will also fall into some tangible benefits and some intangible benefits, actually the opportunity for increasing what you earn from those things also goes up. Um, but I think, you know, the sort of, using these idea of the kind of questions, you know, because I, I think as you, you know, you know that there are things which you, additional things which you could provide. Clearly the important thing to understand is, well, what is it, what are the, what are the concerns that your customers, clients have and how do you connect those things together? Because when you get that connection, that's when there is value in the relationship. And that's essentially all we're sort of talking about really is how you navigate to those places. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, the, the trust issue is is really important and i think i've found areas where there's there's there are areas in which i am trusted and then there's areas where that trust needs to be transferred if you like um and that that's a, that's a fun challenge to sort of people trust me to keep their stuff you know online and, and all the rest of it and they trust that if there are issues and or if they've got questions they know where to to go for that and they know that they're going to get answers um and then the next bit is is building that trust in terms of if you need more of a of a steer in terms of how you're growing your audience or your um, you know the, the quality of the of the output and that kind of stuff, then that's also where I can add value. And and so it's but the the, the trust isn't there in the same way. And so uh, part of the challenge I think is migrating that and and helping 
you know, in, in that sort of, uh, I don't know, I'm training, sorry. I think I think actually questions, you know, this all comes back to questions. As you are sort of demonstrating kind of trust in this kind of new space, actually, rather than asking them if I can help you with this, actually just leaving with leaving them with the question, how are you growing audience around your your podcast? You know, actually, so it, it then it kind of gives it back to them because actually the thing that you find is by asking them the question and leaving it with them, you are, you you know they percolate and they either know the answer or don't know the answer or have an understanding up to a certain point. But it, it invites conversation. It invites dialogue. And then that goes to the heart of everything we're sort of talking about is how to be in dialogue with people, which sort of sounds ridiculous. Uh, but that's, you know, that's essentially what, what it's about, really. And so using questions to kind of open up a kind of way of thinking about something naturally invites you to the table. Uh, and that then you, you are kind of earning and building trust as you go. I love that. Yeah. I was speaking to someone who, who's sort of in, in our community a couple of days ago, and uh, I was saying that the way I the way I care, or the way I demonstrate care for people um, is, you know, if they're going through a particular a tough time or whatever, is by asking questions. And I, I, that's really interesting. Like, that's how I demonstrate that I care. You know, if I don't have the answers, I want to ask questions like, how are you doing? How is it, you know, if it's a condition, how long is this going to last? What's the doctor say? All these different things that's my sort of you know way, way of demonstrating and I, and I really like that as a as a, as a concept um i'm trying to do more working spe uh, spending more of my time with with people who just want to hang out and talk about podcasting and stuff um mm. and i really love that as an approach so um yeah i appreciate that great yeah bringing more of yourself to your yeah. work i think that's essentially where the opportunity is isn't it yeah absolutely and so was so this was probably for me when you were talking there, Mark, was I'm, I'm trusted here, but now I need to build trust there. And I'm curious as to actually, you've got the, tr there's, there's trust implicit there. It's on, on this other bit, it's like, okay, I just don't have a proven record maybe of getting people to a certain place. But ultimately, I get the feeling that people will still trust you because of, like you said, you care. It's, it's, a, it's a more fun foundational thing, this idea of trust. Is that I believe this person has my good has my good intentions out my you know is looking out for me mm -hmm. rather than purely oh my god yes this person is going to guarantee X results because a lot of the time we can't necessarily get uh, guarantee X results what we want to know I think is is this person am I safe with this person mm -hmm. mm. is this person going to do what they can to help me rather than is this person just a shyster trying to get my money yeah. And so there's something there around leaning, I feel, when we're creating a new product or service, leaning into that and saying, actually, you know me. I'm going to do my best for you. And that's a lot of value there, full stop. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'm hoping for people there who, who are launching something new, who have maybe got an existing brand or existing customer base, actually, and this is what we talk about the Happy Startup School, having this strong sense of identity and community that really helps with launching new stuff mm. because you're not starting from scratch every single time with building a relationship. And and I love what you said there, Mark, about, you know, the from listening to your podcast, the energy, the the, the sort of the the ease that you have in terms of conversations, that feels attractive. That feels valuable as well. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. Um, thank you very much, Mark. For you can send me back into the audience now. I, I will, <laughs> cast I will, you away. I, thank uh, you, Mark. Thank you. Awesome. I will 
now I know. Mark and I finished speaking. <laughs> awesome. Catch you later. Thank you very much. Cool. Any any final reflections on that, Ben? Um, <clears throat> I think you know just everything comes back to this thing around this thing around questions, and, and you know I think as sort of Mark was saying there, this feels like it's partly about pricing, but it's partly about what I do, how I do it, you know, what is it that kind of people are buying? And of course, I think the whole idea behind the kind of happy pricing course and what we're exploring on this podcast is actually what the opportunity for what you earn to increase, it will go up the more you are kind of aligned with what it is that your customers and clients want actually. And the more there is that alignment there, the more opportunity there is for kind of sharing with ease in that relationship. And, you know, this thing around kind of questions and using our kind of skills that are just kind of fundamental to how we work, bringing these things to bear increases the opportunity for that ease. And in increasing the opportunity for that ease increases the opportunity for what you would earn too. Mm. And when it comes to these questions and conversations, I think it now reminds me of another aspect we talk about the course about getting out of your own way mm. uh, and what that means to me in the context of exploring value with a customer is not having these expectations in this conversation, not suddenly putting your own beliefs and ideas and potentially subconsciously derailing the conversation about where the value is. So it, really being mindful in a sense, kind of a mindful practice. And this is why it excites me now, because there's a real deeper level. Like, how can I not have my own stories around mm. money and value and uh, and pricing get in the way of me really connecting with this person to understand what they really need and want and expect? Mm. And there, I think, is because we talked about this in the past, like we can teach the tactics and strategies, but there's some more deeper transformational work that I think can be really powerful in the way we interact with people where we don't feel like, oh, I've, I've really hijacked this conversation with my own limiting beliefs. Yeah, that makes sense. yeah. waking up to assumptions. That's a whole well, new thing. And so I don't know if this is a, a, a right, the right segue, but then there's next week, we're going to be talking about the soul of money and this book that you shared with Lawrence and myself. Um, maybe briefly explain what the the high level idea around this book is um so the high level idea it's written by a sort of long time charity fundraiser who through the course of that work i think over sort of 20 30 years spending kind of huge amounts it was her work was particularly around a thing called the hunger project uh, and so it's kind of raising money for that. And so spent a lot of time in conversation with people around money, you know, maybe high net worth people um, who were kind of donors, but equally then kind of recipients of the work that they did. So, you know, wherever it, it may be in the world. And so it's it's her basically teachings around everything she learned around how our relationship to money kind of works and what the opportunities for that are. And so, yeah, so it's essentially that in a nutshell really mm. yeah okay cool well, i think there was a bit of a segue then because it is i feel like there is our own relationship to money mm -hmm. um, that can, can can cloud the conversations we have with other people about money mm -hmm. if we're not aware of these things so yeah looking forward to not having to read the book <laughs> blinking or whatever it was called blinkisting 
<laughs> Interesting. That is the way. Cool. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, thank you thank very you. much. And thank you as well, Mark, for joining us and uh, prompting some thoughts and, and uh, sort of, yeah, the direction of travel for this conversation. And thank you, everyone else, for listening live and sharing your, yeah, just sharing this space with us. Uh, and for those of you who are listening to the podcast, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. And if we are still doing it, uh, sign up to the mailing list so you can get uh, an alert of when these uh, webinars are going on. Just go to happypricing.co, and that's the website, and you can download the manifesto. And by downloading the manifesto, we'll also sign you up to the mailing list so that we can let you know about all of these conversations and, and ideas that we, we're sort of discovering along the way. Brilliant. Take care, everyone. Have a great Wednesday. Wednesday was a happy hump day. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Waking Up to Money podcast. We hope you found it useful. If you're new to this podcast and this idea of waking up to money, then you may be interested in our Happy Pricing Manifesto and course. Go to our website at happypricing.co where you can download the manifesto and also get a copy of our Happy Pricing Canvas. The manifesto is our declaration of what we believe is important for pricing well and pricing happy. The canvas is a tool to help you make sense of the prices you currently set and what you can do to price more methodically and confidently. Twice a year, we also run our Happy Pricing course, where you'll get the chance to learn more deeply the ideas we share on the podcast with the guidance and support of Ben and the cohort of like-minded peers who'll be doing the course with you. Please register to the course if you'd like to get alerted of when we're running it next. Go to the website, again, happypricing.co forward slash course. Also, please remember to follow us on Spotify and to share this episode and links to the podcast with any friends you think would find it useful. If you'd like to ask your questions live on our Waking Up To Money show, then register to our Crowdcast channel by going to ahappy.link forward slash waking up to money. See you soon.